All right, what's Brunch Show audience? I have a special offer for you, and it comes from your friends at the L.A. Grizzlies, the official football team of the L.A. Sheriff's Department. It is an opportunity drawing, a you-pick-it ticket. You pick the game you want to go to, any regular season game anywhere in the continental U.S. for any pro, college, team, or sporting event. You win the prize, you get to pick it. Want to go to Yankees, Red Sox? Want to see the Packers at Lambeau Field? Ever want to go to the Iron Bowl? Or the world's largest outdoor cocktail party? Heck, the Bruins play LSU in a year or two. Pick that game. You can hang out with what's run. If you win the drawing, you get two tickets for any regular season sporting event in the continental United States, plus airfare for two, plus three nights at a local hotel for you to enjoy your experience of going to that game. And all you got to do is buy your ticket at lagrizzlies.org. There's a link right there on the homepage. So support your Grizzlies this season as we head into the 2023 spring football season for the National Public Safety Football League and get yourself a sweet, awesome sports experience. Tickets are just 20 bucks a piece, and you can buy them at lagrizzlies.org. Thank you very much, and go Bruins and go Grizzlies. This is Maurice Jones-Drew, and you're listening to the What's Bruins Show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for West Coast Bias. The show brought to you all the way from the best coast. It's the West Coast Bias, that is. Aw, yeah. Hello, and welcome to West Coast Bias. I am your host, Jake Merrifield, and I'm joined by my good friend, Jamal Artist, at Champs Papa 1015, just a day after the Lakers' really fun postseason comes to a ignominious, sad, you know, uh, ends with a fart more than a, you know, more than a trumpet. Uh, just a, a, a sweep. Four pretty good games before the Lakers came up short. And here we are, Jamal. How do you feel? You're wearing your LeBron James, LeBron yeah. James, I've decided, wish jersey. I've decided to uh, embrace the suck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah. Just because there's not too much you can say when your team gets swept out of the playoffs. You know, you can say both teams play hard or whatever. Uh, and they did. And yep. these were entertaining games yep. that I found myself not being able to watch at the end because it was just so gosh darn cringy. Draining. Yeah, just yeah, exhausting, whatever, you know, however you want to describe it. But uh, it happened, and Jokic and the very motivated Denver Nuggets uh, come out on top, going to the Western, going to the, the NBA Finals. Yes. And uh, I, for one, number one, yeah, we're both crossing our fingers that the, that the Heat sweep the Celtics tonight. Yes. In a much more lopsided sweeping, much more embarrassing loss for those stupid Celtics. Yes. I mean, sweeps are always embarrassing when you're on the wrong end of the sweep. Yes. But the Celtics are proving, hopefully they get swept tonight, if they do get swept tonight, the Lakers and Celtics are proving that there's different degrees of getting swept, I guess, even within the embarrassment of getting swept. Sure. I mean, I guess you could say that. Yes. <laughs> but the Celtics suck more than the Lakers. I mean, for at a, least right now. For a lot of reasons. <laughs> but. <laughs> Not just the sweeping. That is, there is, a, that statement is a little bit of sour grapes, too, because the yeah. Lakers are out of the playoffs. Yes. Jamal, how are you feeling? Um, I'm all right. I, you know, after, yeah, you know, you know me. It's, it's. You did vent a little. Yeah. I won't go to the text thread, but you did vent a little. I don't think I said you. You were a lot in uh, after last night's loss. Uh, at some point, I don't. At some point, yeah. At some I think point after game three, series, I think after game maybe, three, yeah. I think after game three, you were a little heated. Yeah, but um, 
It's okay. Yeah, like I said, just embracing the suck. I mean, it is what it is. I, I, you know, I thought to myself, well, I can't, I can't watch uh, the 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 sports shows that I like to watch. I can't listen to, and I just, I did. I watched it all. I took it all in. You know, what I did. <laughs> I unfollowed every Everybody. basketball podcast on my phone, <laughs> and I'm funny. gonna wait until like after the draft. I think. Okay. I don't know. Maybe free yeah. agency, at least until after the NBA finals. Oh yeah, you gotta I'm get. Di- I'm, I'm tuned out until after the, the, NBA the, the. You gotta get into the silly season because you know the NBA silly season has become yeah. probably the best. And I'm know, talking the Ringer gone. Yeah. Bill Simmons gone. <laughs> Ryan Rosillo gone. That's funny. That's Laker funny. Uh, film media film day or whatever gone. Film room. Yeah. Film room gone. <laughs> Sorry, Anthony, w- what's his name? Already gone because I don't listen <laughs> to that. Son of a bitch. Oh. F that guy. But you know. yeah, go Bruins though. Yeah, I mean, I found myself listening this morning to uh, to seven ten. You know, to get their reaction yeah. and all that stuff and Sliwa and, and uh, uh, you know in the morning. And so, it, 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 I, like I said, it, it's uh, even immediately afterwards, I was like, you know what? They weren't supposed to get this far. They really weren't. That's right. We're not even supposed to be here today. They're not supposed to like get this Dante far. from from freaking. I Clarks. mean, it, it's so many things that could, between starting off two and ten to even getting into a seventh spot to host a play in. I mean, they could have lost a play in game. Could have been a different situation. They play the they play the the Nuggets earlier, and then maybe they're getting swept or they're still in a game in round one. But they're not. Yeah, the being, way it played out, yeah. was, you know, advantageous. Yes, I mean, I'm just saying it's like there there are a lot of there are a lot of ways this could have gone sideways for us and we're talking you know silly season stuff and like trades and free agency and firings like who knows you know so it's we weren't supposed to get this far we ran into a better team um and i think like our fans should be able to feel at least maybe not good right. but to a degree like you know you not be completely uh you know disconsolate or whatever not right. just be you know this is a. It seems different to me yeah. this year. Maybe it's because I'm older and more mature, and I don't. You know, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, but when I'm looking at the games, number one, look, there's no doubt in my mind that Denver was the better team. Yeah, and it was going to be an uphill climb anyway. Yeah, and then you look at the scores. You know, game one is one thirty two, one twenty six. Well, they I, that's they what were, I have. Yeah, they had a chance to to win, but they didn't. Yeah, one hundred eight, one hundred three. They were leading most of the game. Yes. until they weren't. Uh, one nineteen. 108 that one denver kind of had them at arm's length for most of the game no but they still the, the oh no i'm sorry the, the reverse were, of that yeah lakers were they were going back and forth and then in the fourth quarter that's the one where jamal murray that's went right. no they were controlling it and then yeah. and then and then he goes nuclear yes. yeah uh kind of like uh d-lo went nuclear in that game or, or that we went earlier yeah, yeah, yeah the memphis yeah. game yeah um and then uh last night 113 111 close game relatively speaking throughout yeah Denver did have the Lakers at arm's length for part of this game, right? Wait, no, the, which game am I thinking of where they were up right 10 like the whole game? That was probably game – that was game one. Game two no. through four, yeah. Okay, well, anyways, I, I'm misdescribing it. Yeah. But whatever. That was game one. Is, at the end of all of these games, yeah. they were in doubt. And yeah. it's just – The Lakers were up by 15 last night. The Lakers yeah. either pissed away or yeah. Denver seized the moment in right. all of these games. Yeah, uh, Jake, the, the average – it came out to basically the Nuggets were – 118 to the Lakers 122 over the four games is a negative six. I mean, 112. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. 112. That's how it averaged out um, of the scores of all the games. Um, like you said, they lost by six, five, 11, and then two. I mean, really, it was a competitive series, um, but you're right. It was just the execution when it mattered most. I mean, how many of the, oh God, how many of those threes? Either Jamal Murray or Jokic just like burying them with no time on the shot clock and seemingly good defense by the Lakers. And 
I mean, last night's game really comes down to it comes down to a lot of things. But if Jokic doesn't make that three, the Lakers probably squeaked that one out because the margin was only two. They probably squeaked that one out. Yeah, uh, and it was just this tomahawk of a shot that he just and yeah. going down the stretch that yeah. wrestling move to the bucket that he got at the very end of the game too, the yeah. winning basket yeah. was crazy. You know, followed by you know some unfortunate uh, yeah, plays down stretch for the Lakers. Yeah. yeah, failed execution at the end. And the funny thing is, we were so used to. I mean, you, you watch the other two series against the Grizzlies, against the against the Warriors. Those close games that the Lakers won in those series, it was com- came down to the other team not being able to execute at the end. Uh, and this time it was the Lakers. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. It. They ran into a better team, but uh, the Lakers were not able to execute when they needed it the most, whether it was a shot or whether it was just making a fundamental play, like getting a rebound, things like that. Meanwhile, when you look at the page, I guess, I don't know, you, you can kind of steer us where you want to go as well, but you look at like ESPN.com, the Lakers page on there, and... Two of the four headlines are David McMenamin, Lakers hope LeBron decides to continue career. <laughs> or uh, my favorite, super hack, Stephen A. Smith, does Stephen A. believe LeBron will retire? You know? Um, it's so dumb. You know, that was the, the headline coming out of, like, May- yes. I woke up this morning and Megan's like, LeBron might retire. No. I'm like, really? LeBron, I wrote in my notes in big, bold letters so I could see it with exclamation point. LeBron is not retiring, folks. He has two-year, $97 million left in his contract. There's no way. I know he has more money than any NBA player ever has. He's a billionaire. He's worth a billion dollars. I understand that. But there's no way that anybody who uh, is part of his decision-making process is going to say, is going to let him walk away. And two, he just isn't. He's not. He's too competitive. Look at what he did last night. This is a man who's 36 in his 20th NBA season. He played 47 minutes and had a 40-10-9 game. Yes. He averaged 28 points for the series. After a huge game three as well. Yeah. He almost got a triple-double for the series. Uh, Average triple-double. He was literally half a rebound away. He got 9.5 rebounds. You mean to tell me that somebody is going to walk away when they aren't supposed to be at their peak and this is with what we've been told is a foot that needs surgery i can understand him saying the things he said there at at the during the post-game press conference because it i'm sure was very frustrating i'm sure at his age it's not winning a championship is probably um you know you know there's a better word than frustrating but it's he's probably already thinking about all the hard work he has to put in just to get ready for another season, yeah. how many more times can he do this? I understand why he said things like that, but I'm sorry. This wasn't a game where he was like held to nine points and the team got torched by 25 on their own home court. This was this was a guy who was competing all the way until the end. Uh, and, and I just don't see him walking away from that. And by the way, average 24, almost, almost, you know, almost 25 points in the playoffs, playoffs, almost 10 rebounds in the playoffs. Uh, six and a half assists, and coming off a season where he was at like twenty nine points yes. and seven assists in, in, and like nine rebounds. Yeah. So it's like, if he decides that he's had enough basketball, then yeah, like he doesn't want to summon it up and play another season. Yes. Like I guess you could see why someone like he certainly doesn't have to explain to anybody why he would retire. Right. But it doesn't seem like a guy like LeBron James would retire after a season like this, where they showed so much promise and just kind of ran right. into a better team at the end. And by the way. LeBron strikes me as a guy who may do some sort of farewell tour yeah, type of thing. Exactly. So he's, not gonna, thing. he's not going to cheat yeah. everybody and himself yeah. out of that. By the way, another piece of news that came out, the Lakers, well, not the Lakers, but Staples Center, excuse me, Crypto.com Arena Staples. 
is uh, wants to host the, the 2025 NBA All-Star Game. Guess what? That's the last year of LeBron's Lakers contract. Oh, Jubas. Are you telling me that LeBron is going to retire, you know, just all of a sudden tomorrow say, I'm done. Uh, I don't want to tour. I don't want to be feted uh, at uh, at, uh, at an all-star game that's basically going to be held in my honor. No, he's going to want to do all those things. I mean, short of a catastrophic injury, which the foot the foot situation is not, it looks like it's something that can be taken care of and he can come back and play. As much as we've seen him play dealing with it, it's, I just don't, I don't see it at all. It's just silly. It's, and by the way, the quote that he said, he just, he said he had to think about things and it got twisted into, he's not sure if he's coming back. So it's, 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 uh, it's silly. I mean, it is, it's very silly, but kudos to him taking the spotlight off the nuggets. I'm sure nobody was uh, asking the nuggets uh, about how things were going because everybody was asking LeBron uh, about whether he was going to retire. So. Yeah, and, and that leads me to probably the most annoying thing about these particular playoffs uh, for me, or this series, I should say. And that is, how in the hell did Denver get to play the chip on my shoulder? We're the under scrappy underdogs. underdogs. Oh my god, we us. just deleted the, uh, you know, uh, defeated the, you know, the 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 Titans. Yes. You know, uh, yeah, no one believes in us, and oh my gosh, yeah. oh, we're so we're so scrappy. Yes. Card. Yeah. You know, it's so facing the fucking se- seventh seed. <laughs> ridiculous how the how these things get framed yes and it's fucking it's it, that that's beyond frustrating yes. right yes. It's the insane. lakers history aside this year they were the scrappy team that yes. was overachieving after they made these huge trades yes and the clip they played at after the trade was certainly a a, a good playoff team clip yes but still they had to come in as the seventh yes because of the season in totality that's what they earned mm-hmm. and then they take take out the number two and then they take out the defending champs, yes. and then they play four very competitive games against who the team that will eventually be the NBA champions. Probably, I can't imagine they're not at this point. Yes, how they're playing, yes. right? But f you, Mike Malone. So weird. That guy was angry. He was angry over everything. F you, Jamal Murray. <laughs> yes. F you. Spell it right. <laughs> F you. Uh, what's it? Drew Gooden? No. Uh, no. Uh, uh, Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> Aaron Who's Gordon. Other? Aaron Gordon. Yes. That's the one. Oh yeah. Jokic, you're cool. Yeah, I love Jokic. I love his brothers. But yeah. after oh, KCP, you're cool. I would roll with his brothers. No, KCP's not cool. How the hell is he going to shoot fifty percent from that, three? That was rough. And then, and then when the last time when he was a Laker, he he shot eleven percent from three in, in a playoff series. I know, I know, it, I know. Ridiculous. But anywho, I hate that. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that is that is tough. I just hate that. I can't stand these so-called. I you know what? I hope the Lakers don't sign anybody else who shoots three pointers. I want everybody going to the basket. Oh, I know. I'm tired of this because it's really nice to have a team that yes. zags against the current NBA wisdom. Yes. Just, uh, you know, they're, they're, just go to the basket, yeah. get fouls, and dunk, and uh, yeah, let's bring back Showtime. I'm, you know what, Doctor Bus is right. Let's bring back Showtime. This is ridiculous. This thing where these guys, they come to Lakers and they can't hit a three pointer. Although I will give kudos to our our Magic Man, you know, to steal a phrase from the symposium, uh, Air Fifteen. Oh yeah, Revel- he was a where, revelation. Oh my God, where'd it go? Oh my gosh. We're looking for keep the talking, drop. Keep okay. talking. Okay, yeah, revelation of the oh, series. Yeah, he averaged twenty one points on um, point five four nine. So basically, fifty five percent from field goal range, fifty six percent from three point range. And Austin Rivers can suck it, by the way. <laughs> oh, he can't said, "Oh, yeah, he's not." Oh, he's, he's not, not as good he's as. Not uh, he's not as good as who do you say? Jordan Poole, who yeah. has averaged six points in the last series, where AR fifteen just was cooking, uh, was cooking Curry and able to guard him by yeah. himself. It was just like. 
I uh, yeah, I want that was the other story. It's like, well, um, because today they did their Jesus. I mean, poor they don't really let the corpse die in NBA anymore, right? Because I, I was just thinking of all the teams. You know, the the Lakers had their exit interviews today immediately after the after getting um, swept yesterday. Um, uh, Palinka says he wants to keep the young core, which hey, I'm I'm all for that too. Keep the <laughs> core. The, don't don't trade people. Don't start that stupid shit that we've been doing for what are we on like year seven of like uh, of this Palinka thing where everyone gets traded and you don't keep a cohesive team, which is a kudos to the Nuggets. I mean, Jamal Murray got hurt after uh, after the um, 2020 season uh, when he looked so good in the in the postseason then and. They stuck with him. They stuck with him. They stuck with Aaron Gordon. They stuck with um, uh, um, Michael Porter Jr. And they they look like a more co- they look like the more cohesive team. I think that's why they're they were the number one seed in the West, one of the best teams in the NBA, certainly the um, the most consistent. Uh, and why they're th- where they are. I hope the Lakers just see that and go with it and give um, Austin Reeves uh, another go, uh, you know, a real serious go around. Put him in putting him in the starting lineup from the season. Hope he's healthy. He didn't miss 16 games this year. And also Rui Hachimura. I mean, he did uh, his damnedest on defense even when his offense wasn't, wasn't falling in this last game. And most of time his offense was yeah, doing well. exactly. I mean, he shot 50% uh, from three in the uh, opening round of the, of the playoffs against the Grizzlies. I'm just saying, those are the – I want them to embrace that. Um, you know, and of course, the other narrative was, was LeBron talking about needing more help. I think they can figure out a way to. What exactly did he say? He said that he he needs uh, he he feels like at this point in his career, like he can't do everything by himself. So you know, and is to, that a shot at the sporting cast or a shot at AD? No, I think that's a shot at the front office. And a lot of people were saying, well, that's a shot at the front office. They, you know, you got to get bring someone else in because. Uh, Anthony Davis is proving or showing that he's not always going to give you consistency from both ends of the court. He might on defense, but it's the offense. Where, yeah. you know, and I would say that, yeah, I mean, this he's got to point a couple fingers at himself because AD throughout the playoffs, I thought, you know, even though he was getting a bum rap, was doing a lot of shit on the court. Yes. Defensively, that doesn't get a lot of credit for. No, only like kind of like every once in a while, every like third or fourth game, they're like, man, AD's a beast. Yes. And yeah, his offense wasn't. As good in some games as it was in others, right? And he's you know he's he's kind of a weird player in that regard. Yes. But yeah, as far as like wanting more help, it's like you and the Laker brain trust decided to completely remake the team twice in a row, yes. making it significantly worse, right? So and then you're going to complain on the other side about exactly. it, whatever they they re, you know uh, yeah. So yeah. please sign Austin Reeves. Don't get rid of any good guys this time Keep, around. There is someone they can say goodbye to. There's actually a couple. I mean, there's Malik Beasley who just completely he was part of those trades and was just completely an afterthought in the postseason to the point where they had to bring in Lonnie. Didn't even play. Yeah, and Lonnie Walker had surpassed him, and he got more playing time. Yeah. But, and I don't think Lonnie Walker will stick around because he'll probably get paid more money he'll somewhere probably else. probably himself some money, right? Yeah, just like Malik Monk, you know, that situation. Yeah. Unless he's willing to. I mean, if he's willing to, then I'm, I'm happy to have him because I love the way he gives them instant offense, even if the defense isn't always great. 
Same thing with Dennis Schroeder. I know a lot of people are like, he's too many turnovers last night, blah, blah, blah. F that. Yeah, the guy was playing. Uh, sure dog. He's been playing with a bum hamstring the entire postseason. I love the Schroeder. Yeah. And I don't want to see any of these guys leave, honestly. I know you're a little more harsh than me. Oh, no. There's I don't some- want to see any of them leave. You really? You want to keep I want to run them back. You want D'Lo back. Sure. No. Sure. No, they can't sure. do that. They cannot do that. Sure. Yeah. I don't think you can pay him or whatever. No. You know, but I, uh, why not? Guy shot. Uh, guy hit, He averaged 6.3 points in the series, shot 32% from the field, and he shot. Point one three three from three point land, that is abominable. That is it wasn't good. he what this wasn't his best series. No, it's not. Not let's even put, close. let's put it that way. <laughs> not even close. I mean, unless he can figure out the problem is it, it, when he's not hitting a shot, and he's he's never been a good defender. What is he there for? And then that's where you run into like you know. I mean, part of this series was the role player, certain role players not stepping up and. The, Talking about D'Lo, Malik Beasley, sometimes Jared Vanderbilt. Although I thought I thought he did good on defense, um, uh, especially after it wasn't that great in the beginning of the series. Um, sort of some of some of the things he was doing later on, uh, you know, helping with Jamal Murray, that kind of stuff. Um, even though Jamal Murray seemingly always seemed to go off, but you know, he had his stretches, is what I'm trying to say, in terms of Vanderbilt, and they can keep him. They don't have to worry about resigning him. He's he's good for another year. But there, there are going to be some. Th- I mean, this is the NBA. I mean, talking salary caps and and luxury taxes and things like that. They're going to have to make some changes if they say, oh, "Sorry, D'Angelo Russell, we appreciate what you did leading up to the postseason. We did. We thought you did some good things, but this isn't going to work out unless you're willing to take less or something like that." Then That's the problem. Somebody's going to have to take some less, right? Yeah, exactly. So, and if he says no, then then use him as an asset. Um, you know. He'll find a place. Um, but it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I don't want to get too much into what they should do in terms of roster moves because you just you don't know what the you have NBA no idea. Is. You have no idea. The silly season hasn't even started. Um, uh, but in regards to this team, uh, uh, there were just certain things there at the end against Denver that they just couldn't muster. And, that, and you know what? Frankly, it might have been too many – um, must-win games that they had just to get into the postseason. Um, well, I mean, if uh, I know LeBron proved that he was very, very good in the last two games, like determined to do things. Yes. But I still don't think he was able to do everything he wanted right. to do exactly. because of his injury to his foot. Yes. And to me, you know, as far as, like, guys that I want to come back next year, I say I want to run it all back. Yes. So, to me, I know I include D'Lo in that. But the guys that I'm like, I really want them on the team next year, and to one degree or another, like the ones I – Really, you know, I want it. Le- LeBron, AD, Austin, uh, Hachimura. Those are the four that I'm like, if That's they aren't really back, That's then I'm going to be really, really, really sad. And then Vandy, I'm throwing him into the mix as like the, yeah, yeah I really would like to see him come back along with, um, uh, really, I look, look, even D'Lo. I'm right there too. You don't want Malik Beasley. Uh, Schroed Dog. I, I think I think Schroeder is worth bringing back. and um, and Van, Vando are like in that secondary group. Yes, and after that, I can see them ting around the edges. I'm excited yes. to see if they if they can turn Mobamba into something. I don't think I think we've seen the end of Troy Brown Jr. as a Laker. Troy Brown Jr. I'm kind of you know I, I'm, I'm, I'm agnostic. Yeah, I know? don't think he's Lonnie. I I kind of am like semi-agnostic about him because I kind of feel like there's probably greener pastures for him. Yeah, but if he wants to stay a Laker, I'd be certainly thrilled. Yes, but but. The question for me is, and this is the kind of the double-edged sword of, I am, I'm frustrated by 
the Laker fans or the media who is like, oh, my God, this framing this as some sort of colossal failure. It's not. Col- when col- it's it's a postseason that was relatively unexpected a month ago. Yes. And I was thrilled to watch. And I have been more engaged as a Laker fan this last year since I was the bubble, and I would say more so than the bubble because I actually got to go to games. Right. Me and you went to, or me and you went to an epic game four. Yes. Me and the Godfather went to a, a, an equally epic game, game four. four. Yes. You know, and then I sent my buddy to the play-in game that was epic before we even knew any of this was happening. Right. You know, and so it's like there were so many fun moments of this postseason run, and yeah, we're bummed because they didn't get to the get to the finals and didn't win the title because that's the you know the the general expectation for the Laker team. But if you're like in a team in a year in which they're not going to win the NBA title, like where does your disappointment lie on the scale for this one? Like this one is, I, I'm way happier with this season than I was with the Shaq Kobe uh, dream team finals team that you know, the, the rape trial 04 yeah. team yeah yeah that was, or the the that celtics one when they when they got when they got pow yeah even though this one is like that that one was kind of excusable as well right. you know but so 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 you have to balance that you know i, I don't want to say satisfaction but the, like the appreciation of the season for what it oh, was yeah. and the my desire to have them run it back but i have to balance that with the you also have to very seriously say, well, this could have been their best shot to win the title with this group because LeBron, arguably, he could be healthier going into next year, but he's also a year older, yes. and arguably, he will be degraded from what he is. Right. And AD, you never kind of know what the health bag is there. So, Or the mental bag. There's a little bit of, geez, bittersweetness to this. Yes. It's like they they had a chance, and it's kind of a there is sort of a squandered chance there. Right. But at the same time, you still got to be happy with how the season was to it's, a degree, yeah. to a degree. Yeah, because really it's a tale of two seasons. It's before the trade line and the after the trade line. If we were staring the before the trade line situation into – that would have been the disaster. Into the abyss. Yeah. That into was the, the abyss. That was the disaster, and this was a post-trade line where they were one of the better teams in the NBA. Uh, they still had their struggles, but they figured it out, and they put together – uh, a great run um, into the postseason and 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 um, you know took them further than they really should have ever been. They, they really no should, yes. And you know, moment, and there are moments like you mentioned. There are moments in this postseason. I mean, they won an OT game with LeBron hitting a game tying shot with nothing on the clock, and then hitting a game winning shot um, or a game you know icing a game in overtime. You know, and the game that was game one versus that was Memphis. No, the game four against Memphis, the one we went to. The one we went to. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 Sorry, Joel. Yeah. That was an awesome game. Yeah, exactly. The game you went to with the Godfather was, you know, them executing at the end and, and the and the Warriors fumbling it away, basically ending their season. Um, you know, it, it, that kind of stuff. The blowouts, the, the way they clinched against Memphis and, I mean, you beat one team by 40 and you beat the defending champions by 20, 25 points and just like in demoralized. Those were fun Friday nights to be watching uh, NBA basketball. There was those were fun Friday nights to be watching uh, LA Lakers basketball, actually, um, because during the season we didn't get a lot of those. I mean, I can't remember the last time they blew out somebody. I think it was Thanksgiving against San Antonio. You know, it was just that kind of because of the structure of the team um, and just the way the NBA is now with the three pointer being the great equalizer. We didn't get that kind of fun basketball. And then we got it all here in in April and in June. I mean, in uh, in May, um, and just fell a little short against a better team, like, like we've been saying. Um, and you know, it's going to be a fun, memorable one. I just hope that this wasn't the one where it was like this was the potential to win it all, and 
it went away and there's not not even a chance to get back into it uh being a contender although i i heard something on the radio today um that uh, travis from the travis and sliwa show said uh it's it really feels like there's so much parody in the nba mind you no team is repeated right the, yeah. since since 2019 no team has repeated and we were getting all these sort of dynasty teams going all the way back to to the to geez the late 80 lakers teams were going back to back plenty of times uh, uh all the way up to you know and then all the way up to like kobe and and uh and uh, the shack three pete you know the Spurs never repeated, but they're always there and they're always playing for championships. Teams like the Pistons won a championship, and then they would be there the next year. You know all these teams. It, it seems like it was dynasty after dynasty, and then it's Kobe and Powell, and then it's LeBron going to Miami and building something, and then we see Golden State uh, rise up with uh, with uh, with the Splash Brothers and uh, LeBron going back to Cleveland and, and turning that into. I mean, it's just like. It was just a constant churning of these great teams, great players, things like that. And we're in a situation here now where it's like it's a different team every year. We don't know who it's going to be. We always think it's going to be somebody else. It's it's become. It feels like it's supposed to be the Celtics, but they suck. Right? Exactly. Uh, You know, everybody thought the Nets would be great with their. They suck. Yeah, exactly. The Lakers have won a championship, but you know it hasn't been the domination that everybody thought was going to continue after they won the championship because they keep hamstringing themselves. Exactly, or getting hurt. Yeah. And so, I, uh, you know, it's it just feels good knowing that next year the Lakers... They're at the Clippers, right? Right. Like, they're, they're, yeah. they're playoff hopes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, it just feels good knowing that the Lakers next year will be one of those eight teams that team uh, that people talk about as a There's championship. There's 0% chance they aren't in the conversation for... Right. Uh, championship. You know, playing for the championship yes. and... You know, being a you know a high seed in the playoffs, exactly, and uh, yeah, I mean that 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 has to be there, and that, right. that's very cool. But and and, and like I said, and, and if you squint your eyes this year, you know, even though they got swept out of the playoffs, the way things are looking, like you could make a very compelling argument that it was Denver and it's going to be Denver, and there's no getting around that. And then after that, you're like, well, gee whiz, if the Lakers happen to be an Eastern Conference team or Denver happen to be an Eastern Conference team, like the Lakers look like the second best team out of yes. all these teams. We'll see how Denver does in the finals, right? But if it if they play like it seems like they're going to play, like it feels like they're going to beat the shit out of out of Miami or, or Boston. Or Boston which, like you yeah. know, I don't know how Boston if this if that series got extended. Fuck Boston, yeah, fuck Boston. If if that series got extended and somehow Boston pulled off a miracle, there's no way they they would beat the night. They would be so exhausted from trying to trying to climb back out and that kind of situation. So. Yeah. And we'll see. Maybe Miami will surprise everybody. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like to I, me. Like it, I said, but Denver just seems like. They're in the perfect storm right now. Yes. They're super motivated. They're guys at the peak of his powers. Yes. And they got a lot of role players that are just there to get the job done. Yeah. Hitting 50, you know? hitting 60% from three points. And Jokic <laughs> is unbelievable. He's really, really, yeah, really, really good. Player. It's going to be tough. Yeah. I don't think Bam Adebayo is going to be the guy. If, if Anthony Davis couldn't guard him one on one, I don't think Bam Adebayo is going to do it. You know, and then after he wins the title, he'll be fat and, and, and <laughs> fat, dumb, and happy, and the Lakers will have their chance. And, and like, I, yeah, and exactly. There's going to be eight teams, nine teams, probably that everyone's going to be able to talk about. There's going to be teams that retool that everybody had higher expectations for. There's going to be teams that were good this year. They're probably going to take a step back. I don't think that'll be the Lakers as long as they keep Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and they're both relatively healthy, and they make some moves around the margins, keeping this core, basically. All right, Jamal, I'm sure we'll talk about a lot of the Lakers as we go into the offseason. Uh, like I said, I've deleted all the pod streams from my phone for now, but I'll come back to it in a couple weeks. It is funny, like... 
when I think about how much this Laker postseason run kind of took over my life, you know, I'm glad I'm uh, in a way. I wish they would win the title, but I am a little bit relieved in that now I can get back to like doing all the other things that I normally try to do on a daily basis to try to just like, you know, enrich myself. The Lakers really steamroll all that for a little while, so I can't get back to doing things, uh, other things, and listening to other content. So that there is that. Uh, what and else like do you want to talk I about? and like I said, I'm going to embrace the suck and just keep listening all the way through because at there least, you go. like you said, you stop listening to Simmons, Bill Simmons. At least his Boston Celtics, even though they won tonight, are still probably going to be out, and it'll be a, a big consternation for him. And that it, part's nice. It's going to be talking about blowing that. Up I am sad all. they won tonight. Yeah, but they'll they'll lose. I mean, come on, they're not going to come back four straight. And even if they did, they're still going to get their asses hammered by the Nuggets. I mean, come on. Yeah. All right. Well, what else do you want to talk about? Well, I was just going to mention that the Dodgers have had some really bad luck when it comes to the pitchers. Dustin May, remember he came back from Tommy John surgery last year? He's got elbow pain and only lasted an, an inning in his last uh, game, and it turned out to be a, uh, a strain flexor ligament. So he today, was they said he's not picking up baseball for at least two months. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one of the starters that they were relying on. Uh, Clayton Kershaw sadly went on the bereavement list. Um, unfortunately, his mother passed away the day before Mother's Day, which is, uh, to me, is I can't think of anything more devastating um, for for a young man uh, who was as close to his mother. My understanding was that he, she was a big part of his journey from you know high school to being a, a major league pitcher, and it, it's it's got to be very sad for him. He did pitch his his next two starts, but uh, struggled, and now he's on the bereavement list. He won't make his next start. And then there was another player, <clears throat> I'm trying to think, oh, Julio Arias, uh, who's been sort of a, a stalwart and, uh, and a, uh, uh, um, an anchor for the pitching staff. You know, basically their ace last year, uh, has won 20 games. Uh, he went on the disabled list, I think just a 15-1 for a strained hamstring after he struggled in his last two starts. Um, so you're talking about three you know starters that the Dodgers really relying on um obviously losing starting pitching really hampers your bullpen puts a lot of strain on them so these last two games um with the Dodgers on the road they were in Atlanta they've had to start Gavin Stone uh, one of their prospect and their number one pitching prospect Bobby Miller Stone didn't do as well he only got through four innings walked a lot of guys but kept him in the game the Dodgers actually won yesterday uh, in part because their bullpen kept the lead, um, and you know a Freddie Freeman go ahead home run That's really Freddie. helped out. Uh, JD Martinez went off, went four or five, and had two home runs in the game. They won that game, and then tonight Bobby Miller, their number one pitching prospect, made his uh, major league debut. He went five innings, struck out five, only walked one, uh, only gave up one run, and the Dodgers won again eight to one, which included another JD Martinez home run, a three run shot. So you just got to love the fact that the Dodgers are getting a lot of contributions from their uh, rookies, uh, uh, you know, Gavin Stone and Bobby Miller are supposed to be guys that they're going to rely on in the future. Um, so, you know, it's just exciting. If you're a Dodger fan, you know, we've seen James Outman play well. He had a great catch yesterday in Atlanta robbing uh, a home run that obviously helped with the winning margin. Um, Miguel Vargas has been uh, playing really well on the infield as a rookie and has had some big hits. And he's had a pretty good May. So it's just a lot of uh, young Dodger prospects coming up and contributing to this team that, by the way, everybody thought, you know, after having basically a 500 April, they've had a great May. And now they're thir- uh, thanks to tonight's win, 
They're 31 and 19, first in the NL, first team to get to 30 wins in the NL, and they're sitting pretty. So I've said all year, 88 wins. And is they went up 2-0 in the series against the freaking Braves. Yeah, which is supposed to be basically they've been the best team in the NL most of the season, uh, and they've had a pretty good star-studded lineup. Ronald Acuna is looking like he might be the front runner for the NL MVP. I mean, he leads in almost every category except for home runs, um, and he's been carrying the offense a lot of times. And the guy they beat tonight, Strider, uh, uh, one of their uh, uh, the Braves prospects from last year who pitched really well and is is a front runner for the uh, Cy Young. They put five runs on him, I believe, uh, four or five um, tonight. So it's like you know the, the Dodgers are are rolling along once again, thanks to uh, a strong pipeline that is replacing a lot of the guys that we saw um, go away. Guys like Trey Turner, Cody Bellinger, JT uh, uh, JT Justin Turner. Um, you know, so, you know, the Dodgers, I've said all year, they only need 88 wins to get into the postseason tournament because that's really what Major League Baseball has turned it into with these uh, 10 teams in, in now. So as long as they, they get these kind of contributions from the young guys, they're going to be a postseason team, and then it, it doesn't matter what happens, regardless if they have and, the best record. And how are those Padres doing? Oh, they're like eight games out. I believe. How the hell did that happen? They have gotten no contra. I think they're. I saw somewhere they're like thirtieth in offense in the NL. Something along those lines. They're basically yeah, they're, they're like a negative differential. Yeah, they're a bottom team offensively. I mean, they're a decent pitching staff. They've still got a good bullpen, but they're a bottom team uh, uh, um, offensively, and they struggle against the Dodgers. They lost five of six games against the Dodgers. Um, you know they were swept here in LA and they lost two of three in uh, in San Diego after taking the first game uh, against the Dodgers and um, they've just really struggled. Guys like Juan Soto, Tatis hasn't been hitting well. Uh, Manny Machado's on the DL list and he's had a terrible uh, season offensively after almost winning an MVP last year. Sorry, Manny. Yeah, they've really, really been struggling offensively. It's, pitching has been okay um, and. Okay to decent. The bullpen has been okay to decent still, but it's that it's that offense that's really really struggled. I re- go ahead. I was gonna say it's a long season. You know they could get hot certainly. after the All Star break. You you never know, but it's certainly not what they what everybody fourth expected. Fourth in the NL West. Yeah, no fourth in the NL West in late May. Um, you know, like I said, the offense struggles, especially with all those bats. You know, they signed Xander Bogarts. They they got Tatis back from suspension. Soto they traded for last year, and he was going to have a full season with him and. And it just it hasn't looked very good for them. And, you know, Machado uh, being near MVP, it just hasn't looked very good for them. So it'll be interesting. It's a long season. I mean, they could easily get to the 88 wins that I keep saying that is the magical number um, to get in. But I don't know. We'll see. I mean, as of right now, though, Dodgers are kind of in the pole position. I mean, they're right there with the Diamondbacks. Yes. Uh, you know, but but pole position to win the division yet again. Yes. Even with the step back they took. Yes. I love weird baseball stats. And uh, obviously, this is only what a quarter of the way through the season or third of the way through, through the season. But um, Jamal, what's the best division in baseball? Oh, it's the East, AL East, AL East. Yeah, and, and they're all above five hundred. All above five hundred. Yes, all with a positive differential. And I think the best two, top two teams in the AL are are in the East, Tampa Bay uh, and the Orioles yeah. and the Orioles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Orioles have been really hot. I mean, they got hot towards the end of last season, but they've been. Really good at the beginning of this season, yeah. The other fun thing about that is, like I said, everybody in that division has a plus differential uh, with the Rays at, like, plus 107. And I want to say when the season started, it was like the Rays were, like, plus 100, and every other team was, like, plus 50 at the most, right? So they were, like, started, like, red hot, red hot. But um, who's got the worst run differential in the league? 
in American League or just I, Major League? Both. Uh, uh, both, okay. but it is uh, an American the whole, League team. The whole team. Uh, the American, it's not the Angels, is it? It's a team that's going to relocate. A team that's going to re- – oh, yeah, the Athletics. They're, it's like the, a record. The Oakland soon-to-be Las Vegas A's. Yeah, and it's a terrible – it's like a record. They're, they're on They're 10 pace. and 40, and they are – after 50 games – they are negative 178. Yeah, that's like they're on pace for a record. The next worst team is negative 71. That's how crazy that stat is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's bonkers. Like yeah. they're 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 so 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 bad. Right. They've scored 180 and given up 358. Yeah. That's rough. Yes. All right. So uh we got that going for. What do you think about the A's moving to L- LV by the way? Uh well, the location they picked is going to be a cluster F because it's right next to T-Mobile Arena. So and obviously, and are they, they blowing up Tropicana? Is that where it's? Yeah, be? yeah. And the funny thing is, uh, you know, how big will that stadium be? Thing. Oh, I think I, I saw somewhere it's only going to seat like forty thousand. A legion is sixty ish. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is small for a football stadium. Uh, and and T Mobile, T Mobile is around the same as uh, I think there are twenty thousand for a hockey. Game. No, there's no way it's twenty thousand. Is not? Or maybe it's eighteen thousand. It's got to be smaller. I think it's smaller. Anyway, eighteen thousand for a hockey game. Regardless, though, you got a legion there across right. the way. Yes. You got T-Mobile there. Right. You really have MGM Graham Garden, too. But do they even use that anymore? Yeah, do they, they use do. They Garden? use it for concert. It's a concert venue, yeah. too. Yeah. And then you have, yeah, you have the... The Tropicana Field. The Tropicana. Whatever it's going to be called. Woo! That's yeah. going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be mean, fun, though. I mean, I think it'd, it'd be great. I mean, basically, Las Vegas is a Build major a league city. Structure. Vegas is a major league city now. I mean, literally, a major league city. We're talking about... And then the next round of, you know, they're talking that expansion will might be, for the NBA, will be a Vegas team. And that'll probably be in T-Mobile Arena. Or, um, so, yeah. I mean, you could... I mean, the Ace... I don't know if you've seen it, but the Las Vegas Aces of the WNBA. They're the wow, first... Wow, 19,000. You're right. Oh, uh, I was right. Okay. For T-Mobile. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Las Vegas Aces for um, WNBA, they, they are the first women's pro team to have their own practice facility. And it's like state-of-the-art. And they're down there, too. So, it's like... It, it's going to be crazy, though, because that's, that's not exactly – that's a high-traffic area. That's, that's How a, big is the rivalry between the Golden Knights and the Kings? Uh, I think it's bigger in the fact that – I mean, it's pretty big. I mean, Kings fans go out there. They The Kings fans had a history of going out there because they always used to have this, like, late preseason uh, thing where they have a game in Vegas. They've been doing that going back to the Gretzky years. Um, you know, there's always the joke that a lot of those Vegas fans were actually Kings fans because of that. Um, well, I mean, there's many Vegas fans who are actually Laker fans because of yes. the, you know, they'd always play a few games out there and yeah. they were, for a while, they were the closest proximity team unless you wanted to right, be exactly. a and even Dodger, fan. And Dodgers fans too. Or a Utah fan. Yeah. Cause the Dodgers had a, their minor league, uh, triple A team was there in the, yeah. in the nineties and early two thousands. And, uh, you know, the bandwidth of radio, They were, that's how Jimmy Kimmel, he grew up in Vegas, and he's a Dodger fan because he he can listen to Vince Scully call baseball. That's how far the Dodgers' reach was. Um, so, yeah, the, I'm, I'm, I think they're, they're a rival because uh, uh, in their first season, Vegas actually played the Kings in the postseason, and they beat them, swept them, actually, and so I think there's that, too. But the A's will never be a huge rival for Dodger fans because they're in the no. opposite leagues. Yes. The Raiders are kind of a de facto L.A. team, even though they're in Las Vegas. Yes. So there's a weird sort of like yes. sports town mentality. Like a bigamy. I yeah. wonder if like if there's more. There are some Oakland A fans in yes. the L.A. area, too. Yes. I wonder if they'll like, I mean, are there more Angel fans in L.A.? Are there more Oakland A fans? Like, more, they're probably more Angels, Angels fans, yeah. but it's not a complete boat race. I mean, it's no. kind of weird, right? Yeah. So um, LA is turning I mean, Las Vegas is turning into a weird sports town. Yeah, it's good. Which is how it should be, I guess, because they're 
There's I mean, so many people that go through that. And the sports book and everything. Else. Yeah, it's like, you know, gambling being a big part of professional sports these days. Yeah, I think it is pretty interesting. I mean, I told, you know, I went for my birthday. I already said this once before on, on the symposium podcast. But I've said, I think the next trip I go, I definitely want to go see the Kings play there. Just because it'd just be fun to see a, a hockey game there. Yeah, no, I think so. Yeah. All right. Well, Jamal, do you have anything else to talk about? No, I think we've uh, taken up enough of the people's time. Okay, well, very good. Uh, once again, yes, Lakers. It was a great season. It was a great season. Didn't end how we wanted? No. You know, it sucks that the Celtics didn't get swept. No. I really would have liked but that. But they're not going to. Because now everybody's going to be like, oh, you know, whatever yes. about the Celtics. But they, they really were it's, the more futile team unless they come back to win this. Right. Which, which they're not going to. Which they're not. Because ultimately it's like, oh, we came back all the way just to lose in the finals? No, they're not. Uh, folks, Denver's going to win. <laughs> Speaking of Vegas, if you go to Vegas after you listen to this, put money on Denver winning the NBA Finals. I think that's probably wise. Yeah, don't do the sucker bet. <laughs> the Celtics aren't coming back. The Heat aren't going to upset Denver, even if the odds are in your favor. I agree with that. Yeah. All right. Well, Jamal, until next time, what do we say? We're the best coast for West Coast Bias. Dude, bro, we place a ball on the West Coast. West Coast Bias. <laughs>